Eric Dombach here, and welcome to the Winning Families podcast. And today I want to talk to you about allowances versus earnings. You know, when I was growing up, like so many people, uh, we were given allowances as kids. And it was a fascinating thing because we got allowances. And of course, the allowances increased over the years as we were growing up uh, because our parents obviously knew that we would need more and more spending money. And my wife and I, as we considered the whole system around allowances, we decided to take a different approach with, with respect to how our kids would receive their money uh, that they obviously needed to live. Well, we believe that the subject of allowances is really an opportunity to teach our kids about the way the world works economically. Now, a lot of families will give out allowances to their kids and also require their kids to do a certain number of chores or a certain number of responsibilities around the house. But very few families connect those two concepts in their family culture. So the idea is, hey, you fulfill these basic obligations or responsibilities around the house and you get paid an allowance. And that's kind of as far as the discussion goes for a lot of families. Now, usually those responsibilities include kind of the basic duties of citizenship to be a member of the home. It includes things like make your bed, keep your room picked up, uh, help clean up after supper, take the dishes to the sink, those kinds of things. But then how much of an allowance you get is often a totally different discussion. And most kids are constantly trying to negotiate for a bigger raise, you know, on their allowance, but give very little thought to how they can add more value to the household. Well, we came to believe that there's a much better approach because in that kind of scenario, there's no clear connection between the money they receive from mom and dad and the effort that they put forth. And that is just not the way the world works. By way of analogy, the very first job I took when I was out of college, I was working for a particular company and I got a paycheck and there was absolutely no connection between my paycheck and the job I did. So when there was a little bit of a lull in the workflow, I had no incentive whatsoever to go and make myself productive and find something to do. And I would sit there at my desk and find other things to do with my time because I was bored. And that was before I had really learned anything about entrepreneurialism and running or starting my own businesses, of course. But there was no connection between productivity, hard work, initiative, creativity in my work, and the paycheck that I got. And over the years, as I've been running my own businesses, I've been very disciplined now about connecting everybody's paycheck in whatever way is possible to their work and productivity. So the harder people work, the more creative and diligent they are, the more money they can make. And I've tried to do that in every position. Now, there are some positions that are, of course, much harder to do that for, but I've tried to find a way to do that in every single position because what I found is and this is just common sense, it's the way the world works, when people stand to receive more benefit personally from working harder, they will do so. Well, we figure the same must be true at home. If we just pay our children a flat rate, just pay them, you know, their allowance, and then there are a certain number of jobs they're required to do, what will continually happen is that kids will always ask for more money to buy things that they don't have enough money for at the moment. Now, some of them may save their allowances, but many of them will continually ask for more money. More money, more money, mom and dad, I can't afford this. I want you to go out and get me that or give me money for this. Well, at the same time, they're feeling like they don't have enough money and they're asking mom and dad for more or more, more money. Many parents are continually battling with the problem of getting their kids to actually do the basic chores that they're supposed to be doing, cleaning up their room, making their bed, mowing the lawn, and so forth. So this began to just feel to me and, and sound to me like socialism. In socialistic economies, there's no personal ownership of stuff. People are expected to go to work, work hard for the common cause, uh, for the good of the common cause, but there's no reward economically for initiative, creativity, drivenness, and work. And of course, we all know that doesn't work in real life and in governments and in nations. One of the things that we believe here as Americans is that life works better when the economic model is capitalism versus socialism. 
And socialism, of course, is, is an economic and governmental system that says life works better when there's no private property. No, one's own, no one owns anything. All the resources that are created, produced, or found are distributed equally to everybody, regardless of what people do. And we know that capitalism is a worldview. It's an economic model, a governmental structure that says life works best when people receive the reward for their initiative. Life works better when people make more money if they work harder. The harder and more creative people work, the more money they earn and the more opportunity they gain for themselves. And that's capitalism. Well, one of the amazing things is how so many parents and families raise their kids in a socialistic environment in their own homes. They don't teach their kids how to take initiative. They don't require their kids to own their lives and shape their lives. They don't require their kids to take responsibility for their lives and make them accountable for their actions and their behaviors around the home. And so a lot of parents are raising their kids and unintentionally train their kids to believe that the world revolves around them, that they should get everything for nothing, that they're entitled to all sorts of benefits for living in a particular family and not responsible to add any value whatsoever to the family not responsible to make the home a better place for their parents and for their siblings, and they don't need to be accountable for their actions and behaviors. And of course, that's called socialism. You get everything, you're not responsible for anything. Whereas capitalism says, if you want anything in life, you gotta go after it. Life doesn't owe you anything. You're not the center of the universe. Your goal is to give, not just to see what you can do to receive without making any contribution back. And of course, life works better in a capitalistic environment, and that is why we need to teach that to our children in our homes. So, How do we go about that? Well, as Deborah and I were raising our kids, we worked hard to set up a financial arrangement in our home that was way more conducive to motivating hard work and initiative. We taught our kids exactly how the real world works in a capitalistic economy by the way we ran our home. And so here's how we did it. We had the same basic requirements that most families do. There are certain things that you must do for the good of the cause as a citizen of the home. the honest truth is like most kids, our kids didn't like making their beds. And though we tried, we didn't think that was a hill worth dying on. I mean, when they were younger, we did make them pick up and tidy up their rooms before going to bed, putting toys away, or as they got older, picking up stuff and their, their clothes off the floor. And that was part of the routine before we tucked our kids into bed. We would have them clean up their rooms before they climbed into bed and had their kisses and hugs and all that. So they would clean up their rooms and start with a fresh, clean new room the next day. We also made them clean up the dining room table as a team of four kids after supper And in the kitchen, they had to work as a team to stack the dishes into the dishwasher, clean up the kitchen, unstack the dishwasher, and that sort of thing. But beyond these few things, we didn't put too much on them in terms of requirements that they had to do just for the good of the cause and basic citizenship. We we did teach them how to do their own laundry at a young age, and they took care of themselves wonderfully there. But what we did do is we took all the rest of what many families would consider household chores, and we made a big, long list of those household chores, and we assigned dollar values to those chores. So then I had a conversation with my children. I said, hey kids, I'm gonna teach you how to be a business owner and effective today, right now, you're gonna be in charge of a company called U Inc. U Incorporated. You are in charge of you. You are your own company and I'm gonna teach you how to be a business owner and mommy and daddy are gonna become your customers. And here's a list of all the jobs we need done around the house and here's what we're willing to pay. So we're getting rid of allowances and we're gonna pay for this stuff. And so we put everything on that list that we could think of from cleaning out the garage, sweeping out the garage floor, uh, vacuuming the floors in the home, dusting furniture, removing cobwebs, washing our cars, mowing the lawn, working in the flower beds, pulling the weeds out of the flower beds, shoveling the snow in the winter when we lived in the Northeast, cleaning up the basement when it got messy, taking out the trash. I mean, anything we could think of that Deborah and I didn't wanna do. I mean, we made a big long list and we told the kids, hey, Here are the jobs we want done, and here are the prices that we are willing to pay. 
Now, you can be creative. You can negotiate. If you think you're willing to do this job for a little less than the list price, <laughs> um, you know, because you want the money, uh, and you know, feel free to negotiate. Um, if, if, uh, if, if you can come to us and no one else wants to do the job and you can negotiate for better than list price, do it. Basically, we're your customers. Uh, you're the suppliers. You want to sell us completed jobs. So here's the price list. You can come to us, negotiate and do the job, or we may come to you uh, and tell you we need the job done and what we're willing to pay for it. Okay, and if we don't feel like we want to pay for a job to be done right now when you come to us, you know, that's okay. I might say, hey, uh, I don't feel like I want my cars washed today. Um, I, you know, I might tell you, hey, I'm not interested in buying that right now, but come to me in another week and I may be willing to buy. So, so we started this marketplace for chores to be done and our kids began to learn what it's like to be self-employed. So I went out and got each of my kids an invoice book and I told them, hey, every time you come to us and you sell us your service and if we buy, then you go ahead and you do the work. Um, if you come back to us, uh, with an invoice and the job's not completed the whole way, we're only going to pay you half of what it's like. So what you you know what is what it's worth? What we you know what we negotiated? We're only going to pay half if it's not done right. So what you may want to do is come to us as soon as you're done. Say hey, I'd like you to do a quality inspection before I'm finished, just to make sure the quality job is good enough and make sure I get paid the full amount. I said, but then you're not going to get paid until you invoice us. So they actually would write out invoices describing the job they did the price that had been negotiated, and they'd bring to us, bring it to us, you know, based on the terms we had negotiated for that job, and we'd pay them, you know, usually within a day or a couple days if we didn't have a bunch of cash on hand. Um, and we'd write paid on the invoice, and we'd tell the kids, hey, congratulations, thanks for a job well done. Um, and by the way, if you don't invoice us, you don't get paid. Okay, that's just the way life works. And, and we had times where kids would come back to us and say, hey, here's a whole bunch of outstanding invoices that uh, have just been piling up in my room. And we'd say, well, look, that one's like three years old, you know. And we got to a point where we told our kids, hey, if you, if, if you don't bring the invoice within a week, you're not getting paid. So what we were trying to teach our kids here to do is be entrepreneurs because when you have your small business, it's really up to you. If you don't go collect your money, you're not going to get paid. It gets harder and harder to collect. <laughs> So as entrepreneurs, you have to go out, find the customer, make the sale, have the price list, you know, negotiate, uh, do the job, send the invoice, collect the money, pay the bills. And that's what you do when you're a self-employed entrepreneur. And so we were teaching our kids how to be entrepreneurial and we were avoiding a socialistic kind of mentality. And it got to the point where sometimes our kids would compete for jobs. If kids needed money, you know, they had a, a big thing coming up and they were saving money. You know, um, you know, sometimes they'd compete for jobs. Uh, there were times where we had a job and, you know, the kids were cash flush and didn't really want to do it. So we had to overpay. <laughs> so there was supply and demand and some elasticity issues. Okay. But overall, it was just a really good system. And we were teaching them the way the world really works. The great news is that all of our efforts have borne amazing fruit. You know, every one of our kids now are grown, have great jobs, careers. They're all savers, investors, and, you know, in, in, in all sorts of different things in Bitcoin and, you know, the mutual fund market and all that kind of stuff. They got great financial intelligence. And this can happen for you and your family too as you apply the principles of winning families to your own parenting. Well, bye for now, and I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast.